You know, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, cause we know, we go all in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the newest edition of What You've Been Missing. You are now listening to the All Dressed Up Podcast, episode 89. And do me a favor, hide your crab legs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm down talking with your boy, K. This is DC to my side over here. Tell them who you are, baby. Tell them who you man. are, man. What's good, K. Dizzle DC? What's good, world? It's your boy, Have Streams, man. We are back. It's the All Dressed Up Podcast, episode 88 or 89? 89, baby. It's 89. Yeah, let's get it going. So while, so while everybody piles on in and comes on in and checks us out live, and, uh, you know, we do what we do each and every first and third Sunday. K. Dizzle, how you been, bro? I've been fantastic, man. Everything is love. Love is everything. We're moving and shaking. We're seeing some progress and big things coming down the road. What I want to talk about before we go any further. <laughs> what are we on? Are we on episode three, four, seven, or is it only just two of the climbback series? It's killing the game, man. Right now, man, we just finished up uh, putting out episode two with my guy Chris Davis. Man, mm-hmm. thank you very much to uh, Chris and you know rolling with episode one. But um, you know it's the climbback series. If you haven't heard us talk about it, it's a series that I came up with to focus on you know people's individual stories. You know. People talk about what they've been through, how resilient they were, um, just, you know, going through maybe some jail time, some loss, some trials and tribulations. But the inspiration is how they fought back and climbed back. And that's what it's about. Speaking of climbing back, what up, Sal Joseph? What up, how you Sal, doing? Sal, the uh, the uh, I don't I don't I can't I don't even have the right words for you. But let me put this on with Sal right now, man. Uh, <laughs> we talk about the climb back series, man. You can check it out, have streams media. YouTube forward slash have streams media. You see it right here posted up that climbs back, climb back series one and two. They're good shows. Please check it out. I'm putting it on screen. Got more episodes coming, man. We, we definitely have a lot more people that we're going to be featuring so they can tell their stories. And I'm telling you, K Dizzle, a lot of it gets deep, man. So stay tuned. Check it out. I'm proud of it. I think you guys will like it. And uh, let me know what you think. I think you might have just muted. Did you mute? So as you guys know, we are live. I think K does hit a button on his side, but I can't hear him at the moment. But until he gets back on, um, the Climbback series, you know, something I'm definitely proud of. I know my man K Dizzle's been rocking with 14th ENT over the past, uh, you know, couple of months. He's been really working on putting some new content out. I see he's been streaming, so uh, definitely, you know, find K-Dizzle DC on all platforms as well. Um, But, you know, just like each and every Sunday, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL and Roundup this week before we get the show going, because we got a good show. Um, We got a fun show set up for us this evening. I'm going to be talking about some deep stuff, but how about them Cowboys, man? I'll tell you, as Cowboys, just get some audio back. 
you know, whenever the commanders get their ass whooped, the only thing that can help me feel better about it is that the Cowboys get their ass whooped, man. So what's good, K-Dizzle? Sam is not the man. <laughs> Sam is not the man. He's going in on your commanders right now. Hey, man, Sam Howe had his welcome to the NFL moment. I didn't expect the Bills to do what they did as bad as they did today. But it was one of those situations where I think they left the defense hanging. Um, speaking of Sam Howe and all those turnovers and sacks that he was taking, I mean, you know, the defense came out motivated. But after a while, it was like, you know, how many times are we going to come out here and stop these guys for what? I mean, the offense wasn't moving the ball. They weren't, they weren't putting points on the board. And I really don't know what happened. I don't know if they're going to turn around. And we're going to see what the young man has as far as his fortitude because taking an ass whooping like that, he might be looking over his shoulder to Jacoby Brissett very soon. Well, it, it, you got to remember, you got to remember that he is young in the game. He doesn't have a lot of experience. And so when you put a defensive coordinator in front of him that can put that pressure on him and cover on the backside when he has to make those decisions under duress, you're going to see those mistakes being made. It doesn't matter how well the, the game can be called via Eric Bieniemy. You're going to have still that inexperience to say, hey, let me drop it down and take what they give me. A lot of the guys this year have been having issues taking what the defense gives them, and that's where they're finding those turnovers and those having those issues. There were a lot of couple of balls that he threw up, he shouldn't have threw up, which would which would turn into interceptions. He's got to get he's got to get rid of the ball too. K does I mean. The boy holds the ball back there like he's got 10 seconds to throw the ball every day. Like, it's crazy. You got to well, get the ball out. Well, you, you got to hold it until you have somebody open. Otherwise, you got to figure it out. You got to throw it away or you got to run forward to make some make some yards. But he didn't have those didn't have those opportunities. So, look, like I said, I, I knew that, you know, who, do, who was the first two games? It was Arizona and then it was the, who was the second game you guys? Denver. Denver. It's Arizona and Denver. Denver is struggling with an identity. Arizona was their first game out the woodwork, and you guys were having <laughs> Denver. Denver gave up seventy points today, man. So, Denver, so I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know where to start with Denver. You got Sean Payton out there getting hired like he was supposed to be the savior, and just like I told everybody, man, I just you know take the attention off my commanders, but you know they didn't show up this week. It's one of those weeks, man. Denver, uh, Denver got routed, and I've been telling you guys about the tour train. Hop on a tour train now because the boy's going for MVP. He's already well in the lead after the first three weeks of the regular season, man, because the numbers that they put up are crazy. And our fans yeah, he, teams, is he at 2,000 yards already? I don't know. He might be at 20 touchdowns already. I know, I know they had 700 yards of offense today. So I know our fantasy teams, you know, it's funny, coincidentally, K-Dizzle, D.C., and have streams of matching up this week in fantasy Shit, you had Monster and I had Tyreek Hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Monster put up 48 points, which is like absurd numbers. And, I, you know, that's that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I think nobody scored 70 points in like, uh, what was it, um, 50 years? Man, like Madden. 50, 60 years. Madden on a Thursday afternoon was the last time I seen 70 points, man. But, yeah. you know, it's one of those seasons, man. I don't see um, – I don't really see a front runner like I like like we thought coming in. I mean, I saw some some glimmers of greatness in Philly, but I see some weakness there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've seen the 49ers look good, but also I see some 
some some faint errors in their game as well, man. So I'm not all in on on one team just yet. Last week I was feeling myself. I was thinking about coming out with like a half some type of segment of like half's locks or half's picks or something, right? Because I posted five five teams that were locks last week. And mm-hmm. I it. Yeah, man. I put it up, put it on IG before the game started. One of those wins with the Giants when they came back and actually beat Arizona. So took FanDuel for bad last week, but just like, you know, all gambling uh, can come back around. They got back on me this week. Cracked my head because <laughs> the Ravens, man, what happens to the Ravens at home today in overtime? Are the Ravens, are, are they for real? We talked about how great the Ravens will be with all the pieces to the puzzle, but it doesn't matter if your pieces aren't playing, right? doesn't matter if your pieces aren't playing. It is game three, and Odell Beckham Jr. is not in the lineup. Already. So, so you got to remember those things. We we put our money out there to bring these great players in, and if they're not on in the game to be the game-changing agent that they're supposed to be, it's going to be the same thing that you have. Now, that's a good point, K-Dizzle. And, and, you know, it's funny you say that because <clears throat> they go out there and they pretend as if Odell Beckham was going to be the savior for, for Lamar Jackson right. to have some type of phenomenal offensive, um, you know, passing season. And I just think that that's BS, man, because Odell Beckham hasn't shown the ability to stay on the field. Correct. And and Lamar gets his contract, and right now they're dealing with the woes of, you know, their running backs are going down left and right. Mm-hmm. I think um, even Gus today might be getting checked for a concussion. So mm-hmm. definitely going to see, you know, what Baltimore can do. Um, the coaching staff and the front office typically does a good job. But I'm looking forward to next week, man, before we leave the NFL. I know the Eagles got the commanders next week. What would you see as being the game that you're focusing on next week, bro? The game that I'm focusing on next week, uh, we said we were going to look at this. I think. Uh, yeah, let's start give out. Let's start a prediction, even though we come on the Sunday after. Um, I think the Minnesota Vikings stay winless. <laughs> you ain't drinking that Kirk Cousin Kool Aid. No, not at all. The Minnesota Vikings stay winless, and they are playing the Carolina Panthers at home. Oh man, they stay winless. Goodness uh, gracious. Yeah, the Carolina Minnesota Vikings stay winless because Justin Jefferson is also uh, being checked out. So, a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, what do you have for next week? You know, I'm really keeping my eyes on the Patriots-Cowboys matchup. Was that Arizona Cardinal win a fluke? Is Dallas going to get back, get it, you know, get it back uh, going against the Patriots, another well-coached team? We shall see. But they play at 4 o'clock um, in Dallas, man. So, if you give if you give Belichick a blueprint, give Belichick a pr- blueprint, he will expound upon it. Absolutely, gave them a blueprint. Yeah, I think you need to see how Eagles look tomorrow night to get an idea what com- Eagles Commanders will look like. I have no concerns over tomorrow night because I think they're going to go in and they're going to light it up. I think we are enamored with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team who has played. Uh, Minnesota and who who was in St. Louis, right? Minnesota and the Rams, wasn't it? No. Who did Tampa Bay play? Let's see. They played Minnesota, and they played uh, one other team. I don't think. 
Don't sit here and, and have me believe that they're pulling up and see your team. Who they play? So they beat the Vikings and they beat the Bears. The Vikings and the Bears. Okay, the Vikings and the Bears. Opening opening game of the season, they beat Minnesota and Minnesota came back home, beat the Bears by ten. I mean, I you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I predict the Eagles to have a big game tomorrow. I think AJ Brown's going to be the receiver on. Yeah, <laughs> fantasy. That's what you I hope. Mean, you know, at the end of the day, he's got to do something. <laughs> but shit, um, I see the Eagles winning by two touchdowns tomorrow night. Um, the commanders got work to do, man. I know you guys want me to come out here and say something big and get all excited and give a great hot take and prediction, but it's a good team with a bad quarterback. Um, I won't say he's a bad quarterback. I'll just say he's a quarterback that's going to need some work, man. So don't expect the commanders to go anywhere this year. Like I said before, they might be a spoiler team. They could be a team that gets around eight or nine wins. Um, but, yeah, we'll see you all next week. It won't well, be easy. Let's pivot, right? Okay, because I'm going to put this up. And I need some real honest answers. Okay. Because our boys were three and oh going in. Let's just be honest. The Deion Sanders effect is real. Let's address the elephant in the room. Is Colorado is the team for real? Man, at the end of the day, bro, Colorado did the damn thing. Deion Sanders has us asking this question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Denzel, just for you to put that question on the reel on the bottom of the All Just Up podcast, let you know, Colorado something. I mean, I know that you didn't think that they were going to come out and win 10 games. Obviously, once they start playing these big, you know, major schools like Oregon and USC next week, you right. know, it's going to be some growing pains because right. with college, you've got these recruits that are superstars. Like, you know, Colorado has Shador. Mm-hmm. They've got um, Travis Hunter, who didn't play in this, right. in this game this week. But you got to remember, 60% of their roster were a part of the debacle last year. Right. So not to just all of a sudden turn it around and say, oh, Colorado shouldn't be even competing in these games. They really shouldn't be. You know, like that game against TCU was, was all about energy. You know, because Deion Sanders showed up, they got a big win. But like you said, Prime doesn't have all the pieces yet. And Wild Boy, he hasn't had a chance to even get his recruiting on yet. So I made a joke and said half of the team, half of Oregon's players would probably be on Colorado. (laughs) If Deion was there two years ago, you know, all those surrounding states out there got to be careful because if it comes down to picking between that school and Colorado over the next Five years, I think Colorado's going to win those recruits, man. But mm. that's just what I think. Mm. Here's here's my here's my kicker to it, right? And and Prime said it. Prime Prime admitted to a big whooping. Um, and I've seen some some other quotes online. You know, Colorado is doing things that they've never done before, and it is all because of Deion Sanders' the culture that he's growing over there and the leadership that he's brought in. And he's he's making such a splash that uh, one of the things that was said was they're coming to beat Dion, they're not coming to beat the team, right? So you know what I'm saying. So there's the emphasis on trying to knock back what he's trying to do or what he stands for because they don't like it because it takes it takes the energy away from them. So right. when it becomes a game of uh, Colorado versus Oregon, who's been more successful over years. 
it becomes about more about Colorado than it does about Oregon. And so people get pissed about that. So they get pissed about the limelight, which is definitely understandable. Um, but, uh, you know, Mike says, yeah, they're for real. They'll continue to show improvement and could win enough to make a smaller bowl. I, I would agree with that statement as well. I think they have they are very well coached. They've got pieces to the puzzle. They just don't have all of the D1 talent that That's these it. schools and the D1 money that these schools have had for years. So he is starting a legacy within that one school that's going to grow. It's going to go beyond him because we can talk about what he's doing in Colorado, but you got to remember what he did in Jackson state and they're still kicking butt out there. Was anyone tired of hearing about Taylor Swift today? Yeah. That's an yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, who cares, man? Taylor Swift is out yeah. there visiting her boo or whatever you want to call it. Travis Kelsey out there, man. All I know is Patty Mahomes lit it up. That's what I wanted to see. Game. I ain't care about Taylor Swift South saying I did. But look, man, Deion Sanders took Colorado by storm. He changed he changed the face of college football. Yes, he did. Um, is that gonna be the talk? Is that team gonna be the talk over the next season or two? Absolutely, because he's gonna get the recruits. You know, and I know that that roster is gonna get a lot better and a lot better fast. So when they do, can they get the right schedule? Will they put themselves in a position for a major bowl? I think so. I think in 2024, we'll probably see them in one of the larger bowl games. I think it's going to come fast. Yeah. Um, just because, again, he's got that. Dion's got that enamored aura about him when it comes to working with the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I think I hope he stays in college because his effect is going to be really at that level. Mm -hmm. You know, because everybody looks up to his athletic ability. He's got the onus of letting the kids kind of feel themselves. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like he's not really overcoaching when it comes to them being themselves. And I think with the type of kids that, you know, you have in today's generation, I think it's going to work. Oh, without a doubt. It's already working. You already see it galvanized in the country as it is right now, man. So uh, shout out to Colorado. You know, you're going to take an L sooner or later. They weren't going it was a cylinder. It is still a Cinderella story. And I think they still have a lot more success ahead of them. We'll just see how they do against uh, USC. The world, the, the the eyes of the world will continue to be on them, at, um, no matter what the outcome is, because just because of the history that's being made there. So, um, you know, our coaches are afraid of Deion getting recruits from a deep talent pool that exactly. him. And look, that's what we're talking about. That's the that's the fundamental change that we're pulling that. From, we're pulling from those schools that have galvanized and capitalized for years. They're going to say it's cheating. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's a popularity contest. You, you're going to go play with Dion because you think it's a portal to the NFL. Mm -hmm. But it is. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, he's got that advantage. So they're going to have to step up their game and do their very best. But I'm going to tell you right now, Sal, I was tired of Taylor Swift. But, you know, if K. Dizzle was playing in the NFL, he probably would have had Sexy Red. And <laughs> absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. But yeah, man. So sexy red, but we can do better out here. Colorado is definitely the talk of the town. They did take a tough loss, but they'll bounce back. I think they'll probably get about. I see about seven wins. Seven wins. Yeah, I see about seven wins. I mean, how many? How many games they got? Fourteen. I think they got like. They have ten, don't they? Ten. Let's see. Let's pull it up. Gotta have more than that before we move on. You looked that up and find that out. Why well, you looked that up, okay? If you guys remember 
Okay. We did a story about the Today Show in which they did a segment. Okay. They did a segment talking about how there was a, um, a poll online on how many people wash their feet. I don't know if you remember that, but I'm going to refresh you really quick. The two hosts on the Today Show said, no, I don't wash my feet. Are you kidding me? That's, that's too much. And so uh, that atrocity continues to live on because we found another another similar article, right? I, I don't get it. How many games did you find it? How many games they got? 12. 12? Okay, they got 12 games. You think they're going to win 10? Nah, I said seven. Seven, seven out of 12? I said seven or eight games. I think they're going to lose the USC. Okay. And then they got games like Arizona State can be tough. Mm-hmm. I saw Arizona State play yesterday. That can be a tough game. But then they play Stanford, Arizona, you know, um, UCLA. I think they can probably squeeze some of those games out. So let's see. Okay. So, again, we watched this thing saying, you know, uh, people on today's show don't wash their feet. Motherfuckers out here leaving half their bodies unwashed, man. I don't know where you got these stories from, Kate. Those out of control that I'm finding these things on the internet, and these things are to be true. These are real conversations, okay? Now, bass with their feet and legs out. Now is the question: Is do you really need to wash your legs? Why is this in 2023? This is the article in 2022. In 2023, this is a real question: Do you really need to wash? Your legs. I cannot believe I'm saying this out of my mouth. Okay. I can't no believe you're even entertaining it. I don't know. Now, they said dermatologists weigh in. I'm not even going to do this. He said, do you need to wash your legs? They're shaving cow. Sweet baby Jesus. Oh, speaking of Taylor Swift, I saw that video. She has said on Ellen that she tends to wash her legs when she shaves. And she shaves all the time. Therefore, she washes her legs all the time. All the time. Okay. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Those so in, she wasn't a dirt ball. In this article, it says, okay, that it's part of the minimalist movement. Look, <laughs> it says the bottom line, you don't need the same daily washing that other parts, your legs don't need the same daily washing that other parts of your body do, such as your armpits. But it's important to make sure they're clean, even if clean, if they've gotten really dirty or sweaty. For the average person, the drip down method, letting soapy water drip down your leg is enough. But we don't expect this debate over hygiene to go away anytime soon. Nah, I don't believe in this drip down method. I'm not for a drip down People method. People of the universe. Okay. Mm-mm. People of the universe. Wash your body. Okay. <laughs> Take the take the cloth, okay? Wash your entire body. Wash your feet, wash your legs, wash your arms, wash your neck. You know, <laughs> wash your little, protection neck, man. Get a little brush to wash your back. Okay. This is this is highly uncouth. Where where did this drip down method start? Man, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't know where I learned, but ever <laughs> since I was a kid, I had like this routine. Of how I shower, and it's like it's symmetrical. You one arm, next arm. Thank you. This foot, that foot. <laughs> it's like it's symmetrical, man. Exactly. Yeah, like I'm not gonna. Why would I? Why would I leave the bottom out if I'm washing the top? And even with a car, belly button and all, Arizona. I'm telling yeah. you, bro. Like if I got a car, I'm not just gonna wash the top of the car and let the 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 residue just drip down. <laughs> 
Like, nah, man, we got to get all, all the aspects of our body. Don't leave your legs out the shower. I, 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 nah. People, please, people of the world, wash yourself. Please, please. Let's, just not, let's not even have a debate about it. Do you have to wash your Is it a cultural thing? What are you going to do? We were When I grew up, you know, and they wash you, they taught you how to wash your entire body. Yeah. Yeah, I taught you how to wash your. But your what are you doing, Kate Dizzle, in the, in your life to substitute the time that you save from not washing your legs? Like how how are you making up for this in, in other aspects of your life? Like you're not a better person because you saved ten minutes from not washing your legs. Not even ten minutes. We talk about, about a whole forty five seconds. Exactly. Speaks on being clean, but they ain't clean out here, boy. Man, you got you got people walking around here with dark knees. I look at uh, dark knees, crunchy ass necks. You know, dark knees. You know, uh, I shouldn't be coming upon places on your body that you don't even go upon yourself. <laughs> it's not fair. They look like it, look. It got it got water stains that look like stretch marks on their back. It's old. It's old soap stains. They dirt cattle. <laughs> this is crazy, y'all. Legs got ridgeways, man. Like I need you to. I need you to. It's crazy that I even had to bring this up. That this I found this, somebody brought this article to me, by the way. It's frustrating. I don't I don't like it. I don't like that these people really feel like you can leave your feet and your legs out the shower. Like, so what avail? Oh, you made it to work 10 minutes earlier, but your legs are crusty as hell. That's just that's the same reason why you don't trust everybody food. You get to see these videos online and they got their cats walking all over the countertops. And you just don't. You just don't trust everybody food. That's how I mean, that's the real live stinky leg. Arizona said doing the stinky leg for real. Now I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna sit here. Hella stinky leg. I'm not gonna sit here, K doesn't act like I'm gonna be all high and mighty, like my girl be talking shit to me about lotion and every damn where. She was like, you know, take a minute, just lotion everywhere. Not just yeah. like hot, man. You know, I lotion, but not everywhere, every single day. No, lotion everywhere, every single day. I, it'd be hot. Yeah, you I, know, know. Some, I ain't going to hold you. You know, but as far as the washing, oh, you're not even going to play that game. <laughs> we're not going to play that game. All right. All right. Just don't wear no shorts around me. It's going to be a problem. All right. Which, do you want to tackle some of these other ones here, man, that you put up here? Man, I don't know if anybody saw, um, you know, we're talking about <laughs> strikes. A lot of people are taking strikes. You know, it's great. Absolutely. If you can, hey. If you haven't tried African black soap, give it a try. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, I think my girl got some of that shit, too. Yes. Real good stuff for you. But I'm going to tell you, man, everybody's striking. I don't know if you've been on strike, K-Dizzle, but there's been some strikes before we get really into the in-depth strike talk. Mm -hmm. Man, one of my favorite shows were the Parkers, man. <laughs> and your girl, Monique, was back at it again. Monique was back at it again. She came, out, stuff, she came out and she said her and Countess Vaughn ain't get their just due. They did not get their just due for the Parkers, man. How long that been that show been off air? Man, I don't was it syndicated? What's That's your what, limitations. I don't know, man. And, and and why would you come out in 2023 and just talk about it? Poor Countess, I ain't seen her in a long time. I don't even think she's on Tubi. Uh, is but, she on Tubi? She might be on Tubi. But Monique came out as if she was expecting a check. 
she said, yeah, you know, all the writers are on strike, this and that, but why have we not gotten paid for a show that's been running? I guess it was syndicated, but she wants yeah. to be treated fairly. She wants her bread. We'll say UK does. Was Monique tripping again? Is she trying to get paid more money for something else? Well, she said that they're, they're trying to explain to her that the show has been on air for 24 years and they ain't make no money. Um, mm-hmm. and make no money. It's, it's this. Um, that it didn't. It was better. It was better than definitely was better than Moesha. Uh, I will give them that. It was definitely better than Moesha. Yeah. Wow. But what I will say is it's quite late to the party. Quite late to the party. <laughs> to say the least, that's what caught me off guard. You've been in syndication for you show was probably on air for four years and it's on syndication for 20. So they gotta be making some type of syndication money. Um I understand where they probably did not get paid their just due. But I mean, this is, I don't know if there's statute of limitations, but you have nobody that's going to really come to your defense 20 years later because um, the only reason why we know about it is because it's in syndication. <laughs> and our kids pulled it up to remember, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a, it wasn't a motion and it wasn't a um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But it was a quality, it was a good show that had a had a little bit of a run. It was too late. I mean, look, I'm not telling you to go after, to not go after your money, Moesha. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Moesha. <laughs> Moesha. I'm not telling you to I not go after Moesha. 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 What I am telling you is that's something that you should you should, I understand you bring publicity to it to bring it to the light, but nobody's gonna run to your run to your back and call to be an advocate for you. Being as though it's been as long as it is, that's like that's like uh, Ray J coming out saying he ain't getting paid from Moesha. Don't nobody care because all you want to do is get on and get on with some light yellow Raycons and sell those outside outside of anything. Ray J, Ray J fucked Moesha up anyway, man. Yeah, but that's another story. But the way Monique's walking around talking about this, it's it's like it's like when you see somebody just broke and they start going through their phone to see if anybody owes them money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You start walking around your house and like scratching your head, like, don't let that motherfucker owe me some Let me go holler at uh at Reg. I know he owe me like, McDonald's when we left the club that night. Yeah, man. She she talking about some old shit. She was like, you know, the parkers ain't pay us. I, I swear they ain't pay us. <laughs> man, <laughs> I hope, I hope they get it right. I'm not trying to kick Monique at all if, if they owe her some bread. Give that girl her bread. You know, Countess Vaughn and Monique did that thing on the Parkers, man. I don't want to see my old TV show stars coming out here crying for money like this. Yeah, I don't know. I know she. I don't know if she hurt for money or what. You know, if you do get some money, Monique, give it to Countess. <laughs> she doing it. <laughs> Just pass it on to Countess. Hey, did you see the band director who got tased? The band director who got tased. I'm gonna I'm bounce around, pause a little bit because I'm talking. I saw a story on CNN and I heard a couple of um I saw a couple of videos about it. Dude went hard, man. The visiting the visiting band, I think it was at a football game at a school, and the the, the feds told him it was time to pack it up. The band couldn't keep playing. He told him get out of his face. A few so, seconds later, he got that. Bzz. So, <laughs> so, so if anyone knows that has ever gone to an African American high school. This is this is uh, normal practice, normal practice where the bands 
are going to battle each other, even when the game is over. They're going to do a few. They're going to do a few rounds. Some oh, some of those games, the band is the is the attraction. Band is the attraction, of course. And so I think you have um, some overzealous police officers who have never experienced uh, an African American high school football game, with the understanding of that these things usually naturally occur. And so this all took place in where Birmingham, Alabama. I'm pretty sure. Okay, anywhere in the southern belt, anyway, anywhere in the southern belt, if you're black and you're doing something that's normal culture to you, and the police get involved, you are bound to get in trouble in some way, shape, form, or fashion. When you're doing this, and I let me let me pull this thing up because I ain't gonna play the whole. I just I just thought it was funny though, man, because I'm I don't I don't I don't want to see anybody get hurt just for just for playing. Yeah, let me not put that on. Let me not put that on. Yeah, they, but the they, man did tell him get about my face like three times. That yeah. shit was hilarious. Yeah, they, they told did. him. They said pack it up. He's still out there doing his da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Got his ass tased, man. But I don't know. They was trying to clear out a football game. It looks like from the body cam footage, everybody was gone with the exception of the band. The band was doing their thing, and they were, you know. Gonna be arriving up soon. I think the antagonization from the officers just fueled them even more. But at the same time, law enforcement to do something. You got to do something, especially when you're in the heart of the Southern Belt. Okay, mm. we all, you know, I think everybody in the North learned what the hat, the hat flip was, right? We learned what the hat <laughs> flip was, but we also know if we are in the South and they get involved, we got to move on. Because we want to live to fight another day, and that's the truth of the matter. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Was it was it warranted? Absolutely not. But you got to pick your battles. Got to pick your battles. And understanding that um, band directors are very uh, very vocal. Um, they are who they are. That's just a battle he lost that day, and they're powerful too, man. You know, you don't want to cut. Cut people short when they trying to get out there and show what they've been working on, man. They just out there trying to show love. But what up, Tony? Um, and you know what? If you're just joining us, I'm gonna take a minute to let everybody, let everybody know. Excuse me, that we are on Spotify and iTunes. Um, I had somebody message me on Instagram. You know, we're on the All Dressed Up podcast on Instagram as well, and they say, "Yeah, man. You know, why don't you guys try getting on Spotify?" I said, "I, I, I. <laughs> shut the fuck up." <laughs> Don't give me no fucking advice. We are on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere your podcasts are. So I appreciate you for giving me that advice. But you know, we are there. So if you can't catch us live, absolutely right now, please give it a shot. Give it a shot. All right. So look, to all band directors in the South. Don't do that <laughs> shit. All right. So, so look, real talk. Um, one thing that we need to get a hold of before we get really rolling into it, I think. Did you start? You didn't start talking about it, but we're going to get into our middle thing. But before we do, um, UAW, SAG, uh, AFTRA, UPS, um, Ray Ray and them, um, Auntie Jean, everybody going on strike right now. Okay. Uh, Everybody is striking right now. UPS fucked it up for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, SAG's been on strike for a while. Um, we haven't felt the repercussions because they've had 
shows, you know, shows in the queue. So we haven't felt it just yet. We'll start to feel it soon. Um, the UAW just started this strike, um, hitting all the three major American automakers, and they're staggering their stuff so they can make it push it out longer. Um, this is going to have a huge impact. UPS drivers are striking. It's going to have a huge impact on our, on our economy. In the midst of the high probability of a recession looming going into the 2024, <laughs> 2024. I mean, I don't know what to say other than um, corporations will need to start paying their employees. Yeah, I mean, when you when you see the labor increase and the demand increase, but the pay doesn't, and then you start to see other, you know, um, industry or other workers, you know, take their chances at a strike and get paid, you want your just due. And, you know, we joked about Monique, but mm -hmm. it's all it's all linear. You know, when people work in these industries for so long and they put their blood, sweat and tears in it and you start to look around and see you're not you're not, you know, being supported. Right. It's time to make a change. And hey, baby, what, what up? What's up, Shane? Um, but you know, we saw UPS drivers go on strike. They did get paid from what I was told. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of things were changed for the better. Uh UAW with their with their strike right now is serious. Um, we're talking about Ford, GM, and Stellantis, which is pretty much the new Chrysler. And what we're talking about is not only are cars not going to be getting shipped to the dealer. Mm -hmm. The parts aren't going to be getting shipped to the suppliers as well. So if you don't have all your parts for a car that you're building, the car doesn't get shipped to be sold. Right. So you can have thousands and thousands of vehicles sitting at these plants, not being sent to the dealer just for missing one or two parts. And that is all conjunction to the strike. And then what happens if you can't get the cars that you want to buy, now you got to fix your car, right? Because you just can't buy a new car. You got to fix yours. So at this point, K Dizzle, as you know, you might not be able to get those parts to fix your car. So the bigger issue is this. Over the past three years, corporations have enjoyed record-breaking profits. And they have used those profits in buybacks of their own stocks, bonds, and, and, um, and not into future investments or compensation for their employees, but only compensation for their, um, for their leaders, for their chairmen, their CEOs, and for the yeah. CEOs giving them super large bonuses. And so this, the UAW SAG, they all saying, Hey, we are in a record season of profits. We need to be in a record season of compensation hey. increase. And one of the things that has been struggling with our economy is this. We see the prices of eggs go up, the prices of gas go up, exactly. we see the price of everything that we're trying to do, homes, interest rates, uh, automobiles, all that goes up, but our income remains the same. Uh, the the um, national minimum wage remains the same. And we're in a time of record profits if the things continue to keep going up, all it does is continue to widen the gap between the middle class, the poverty, you know, and poverty, and the upper class, uh, you know, and the wealthy. So 
we're trying to figure out a way uh, to to make all this. Also, all of this on the back of the yeah, all the bricks lines. Yeah, so we're trying to figure out a way to force the hand of corporations via unions, which is a very few in this country, because they spend money to make sure that they don't coalesce like they did with Amazon. Amazon wanted to unionize. Right. They, they clocked so many of them people in the head, got rid of so many folks in the head that the people fell right back in line and say, yo, I want to keep my job. I'm not messing with y'all. It sounds great, but I'm not going to be in the forefront because I need to I need to pay my bills. So we are in a big situation where this could affect, send us right into a recession that um, that could be highly volatile, highly volatile. You've got uh, interest rates staying stagnant. You've got home prices that are going to shoot up no matter what. If they start rolling down, interest rates go down, home prices are going to go back up. Yeah. The, the supply versus demand is still whacked off. Very low supply, still high demand. And those who aren't in the market will jump in because they have equity because the prices are going up. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to hit, really hit it out of the park as far as you know, how hard it's going to hit our economy and it's going to elongate the time and we're going to be able to get back to any semblance of normality because, you know, the pandemic did one thing and we're doing, we're doing self-inflicted wounds on ourselves uh, in, in both ways on corporate ways and the everyday workers just trying to figure out a way to get some type of equality in it. At the end of the day, all we can do is sit back and hope and pray that we got, we got things in order. We got our own house set up. And we got some savings on the side to make sure that we can survive whatever's coming up, coming up in the near future, in the next six, nine to six to nine months, or possibly a year, maybe even two years out. Hundred um, percent. It's, it's a rough situation, and I think um, hopefully they'll come to an amicable agreement sooner than later. Probably not, because um, I think corporations. And I saw one guy on X. I know I'm going a little long. I saw one guy on X. Let me read this before I do. Tony says, and the fact that they are always threatening a government shutdown, it never happens. But what if it does happen? Right now, I didn't even talk about that, Tony, because we don't really get into politics, but I don't yeah. even talk about a government shutdown that's looming by the end of this month because we got a lot of crazy people in Congress who actually want to do those things. So, and they're waiting, and they're waiting on, you know, the solutions or the resolutions of things like this right now as we speak. Mm -hmm. You know. Plan B is going to come right behind whether or not if there is a full-fledged strike that continues. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it's inevitable for that type of shutdown to occur. And conveniently, it happens around the same time of the year. Yeah. Every time every time we talk about it. It's politics on that end. It's 100% it's politics on that end. So, you know, we've got so many, so many things coming into a head at once. Uh, I think it should be a call to action for for everyday Americans, middle class Americans that are that are semi okay. You need to pull back and start holding on to your money, saving it, putting it putting it in places so that you can be able to weather the storm because the storm is coming, and it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. It's not going to get any cheaper, and we just need to we just need to be able to ride it out. Look to purchasing gold and silver in your portfolio. Put that money somewhere if you if you can. Because anytime this happens, all right, I am not a, I am not a uh, financial advisor. I'm not giving you financial advice. But what I do know is that anytime a recession hits, the stock market tumbles. Prices go down. 
So if you have some money that you can put aside to invest and buy those stocks while they are low, they will rebound and go back high and you can get that return on investment when things change. So um, that's the only thing I can tell you as, as a person in the middle class, myself, working family, there's kids, four kids, Jesus, is to figure things out, hold some money to the side and just, just try to see, try to ride us out as best as you can. Right, well, the sad thing is, you know, a lot of a lot of us over the years have, you know, come from situations where we didn't have much. So just learning money and understanding what the value of currency is, is still, you know, abstract to a lot of people. And just like Wild Boar said, look to purchase gold and silver for your portfolio. It's profound because, you know, our cash notes aren't backed by any value. Right. And that's a whole nother conversation. But, you know. We're definitely going to start talking more and more about financial literacy, I think, as a whole, you know, us on on this show and in other projects, because that's definitely where it is. And the more you can understand what Kay Dizzle was talking about, the scariest thing right now that's looming over us that we don't really pay attention to is the gap between the middle class and the wealthy and the poor. You know, like you said, you hit it on the head and then we'll move on. The middle the middle class pretty soon might be millionaires. You know, that's that's how much inflation and the cost of everything is driving up. You're going to see so many people making six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars a year and not even living like they make six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. So definitely something to look into or to pay attention to. And uh, Sinead says the information is available. Sooner or later, like you say, that may be the middle class. You know, exactly. Maybe $300,000 and up. Everybody else is in poverty just because <laughs> of the cost of things. Uh, and, and, and our economy and how things are pushing forward because there's a stagnant wage increase going on. But so speaking on that, Kate, there's a real quick not to cut you off, but um, Sinead's in the chat. She says the information is available. We just have to seek it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be having a person come on soon. I know I'm going to be talking to you about meeting with him. Um, very financial, literate, business savvy uh, gentleman uh, involved in real estate and a lot of investments. So I think that is definitely a way that the ADU podcast is going to be, you know, putting some attention on. Sure, sure. So we can, I, you know, that's something that's what we can really dig deep in and go into. Uh, but it's important that we talk about it, you know, in tidbits here and there. Yeah. So look, look for that coming really, really, really soon. I can I can go in ham on that, but let's let's really get into the deep dive before we both out of here. Good God, we just rolling. Get into rocking tonight, man. Um, if you saw what the episode uh, title was, okay, hopefully you weren't offended because it's just what it is. Sometimes you go say, "Man, hug them kids," uh, <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> just, just, um, and, and have to bring this to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna let you uh, clear the air on how we're gonna approach this tonight, uh, and what the title of it's gonna be as far as the deep. Go ahead, baby. Nah. So before we get into it, man, go ahead and put the number up because you know you, you guys know the all dressed up podcast is all about chopping it up with everybody who comes out and spends time with us. So please text three zero one eight five seven. One seven five seven to join the conversation. So, who can I ask better than 
than the man K does a DC himself. And of course, you guys in the chat, because my life's been changing um, over the past, I just say daily. You know, my life changes daily now. And one focal point of my life, well, not just one, but a major focal point is my addition to my house. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the new TV or the new couch or the new mattress, you know. But, um, you know, my, my bundle of joy that I post all the time, if you guys follow me on social media, if you know me personally, I'm always talking about my baby. And that's what I wanted to bring up tonight. How, how much does the new baby, the new bundle of joy, the new addition to your family change or affect your relationship? Mm -hmm. And something that I've been living with daily trying to learn myself and um, figure out, you know, my baby every day about this topic, you know, as we go along, but it's definitely something that I don't think we drew plays up for. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we definitely talked about how we wouldn't like to be when we had gotten pregnant. You know what I'm saying? And we talked about preparing, you know, our lives for the next steps of being a mom and dad, speaking of my girl, Shanae. Mm -hmm. But now since Nova is here, it's like, what do you do, K-Dizzle, when she just takes and demands any and everything from your girl? And I know you can tell me some good information because you got five kids, right? Stop putting extras in me, bro. Don't four? put some extras on me. I got four. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. So, so with that being said, you got four beautiful daughters. And, yeah. um, you know, I just wanted to talk to the chat. Like, I'm experiencing, you know, still trying to be myself, still trying to do the best that I can do as far as being the man in my relationship with my girl. But um, I'm just noticing that she's just become a super mom every day. She became, you know, a super woman when she had Nova. And sometimes I sit back and I'm like, what about me? <laughs> but, a lot of it is for me and it's for us. So Arizona says it changes a lot. What were some of the things you realized first, K Dizzle, when you had your first daughter? When it came to the relationship? So uh, there's some similarities with everybody's relationship, and there's some some very dark, very big contrast when you talk about it too. Um because I asked this question too on a lot of my social media uh, outlets. And you know, first thing was I was I became more broke than I ever been. <laughs> I got comments like, "Man, I should have I should have wore a Jimmy hat hat like my grandmama told me." Um, another guy told me they, you know, I just I created cock blockers. You know, so I mean, it's it's a it's a first and foremost, if it doesn't transform you internally, um, then we got You got to reevaluate yourself. You know, yeah. Once that once that child hits, once it breathes its first breath of air, your life from there is completely changed in how you think and hopefully how you act, because now your ideas and your decisions are should be solely based on uh, improving the life uh, that this child that's here now can live, that it be better than yours, because that's what all parents want. All parents want their child to have a better life than they did growing 100%. up. 100%. Have everything that they want. Uh, but like you said, there come the challenges of 
you know, how much your relationship has changed dynamically with your spouse. Because having a kid breaks up some relationships, having a kid brings some relationships together, and most importantly, having a kid brings out the things that have never come out before that need to be discussed and actually need to be worked out in the relationship. Mm. Uh, One of the first things, the biggest things that you learn early and often is how to parent and discipline your child, right? Because you come from a different house, they come from a different house, and then now we got to figure out what's best for us. It's going to work out, right? Because you could be that soft parent and they could be that hard one. They figure it out. When they two months old, you're like, whoa, 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 that's a two-month-old baby. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. This ain't the same I had to do that because I was two months. I was paying bills when I was two months. I don't want my baby doing that. You know, because it's just that dynamic in itself. But the other part is how much of a strain it puts on the relationship. Right. Because now, um, you know, a mother and their maternal instincts are going to spend 110% time on ensuring that baby is well taken care of. And which can, in turn, leave the, leave the male out of the equation. And it's not done purposefully. It's done. It's not even it's not even thought of. Right. Because now their whole attention is on making sure that baby's right, making sure they're good. And sometimes that tension takes away from the man and the man is the man gets upset because now it's that it's that dynamic. Now it's a mother and daughter. Now it's a father and daughter, a father and son, mother and son. What happened to father and mother? Right? Well, well, you know, you, you run into the situation of just realizing certain things are changing without you preparing for them to change. And and it's like you you it makes sense that it's changing those ways and we can break it down. We kind of jumped in this deep dive late, but um, you start to think like, well, how long is this going to be this way? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like when you ask your your partner or yourself, like, okay, how long are we going to be in this situation? And the question's loaded because sometimes I've got an answer from, you know, Sinead personally, where she says, you know, she's still trying to figure out herself. Right. And those are the answers that are scary mm-hmm. because you really don't have control as the partner, you know what I'm saying? Because you want to give that person their space and respect for them to be able to find themselves. But it's kind of like, you know, on just to keep it real, I've, I've, I've actually said, you know, I miss my baby. I miss my girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I can just tell she's so worn thin because she's been with Nova all day. Mm-hmm. You know, she's worked from home. She's still done dishes, still done laundry, still done so many things around the house. And as you know, and a lot of people know me, I'm working, you know, most of the day. So when I get home, I'm still trying to get the same feel that I had with my girl in our relationship. But obviously she might not be in that same mental space because she just endured her entire day right? with the baby. So I think we got somebody in the uh, in the background, like you say, Kate does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely in the background. What I will say is this. Um, the biggest thing is when you text in, you have to, you have to figure out because one person is giving a hundred, both the people are giving a hundred percent, 110% to whatever's going on within that relationship. Um, 
Oh, she in there. What's up? You put it up. I've been waiting for a minute. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. Who are you? Who are you on on the All Dressed Up podcast talking about you've been waiting for a minute this evening? Hi, babe. All right. What's up, babe? How you doing, Shanae? Welcome to the All Dressed Up podcast. (laughs) Talk your stuff, darling. No, I was like, I'm just agreeing with Kermit because, like I said, I was waiting for a minute. So Kermit pretty much said everything that I was going to say. But I just think that from a woman's standpoint, I think the other partner, whether male or female, if you've just carried a baby for nine months and delivered that child, whether it was vaginally or by C-section, like that other person just needs to be patient. There's no time limit on when when things will get back to the new normal because I think it'll never go back to the way it was because there's a whole new factor involved. There's a child. Right. So I think it's going to take time to get back to the new normal and that time is different for every every couple, every relationship. Right. But, you know, as a woman who had a baby, like your body changed, your mind Mm -hmm. changed, like everything changed for you. And it's just like, now you have to figure out, okay, I have to get back to myself, but at the same time, it's a new me. It's the mom me, but I still want to have time for me. But I still also have to make time for my spouse. Like it's a lot. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I was, I was about to go into because um, there's a couple of different dynamics that go into when a woman has a, has a child, because like you said, it changes you internally because now not only are you a woman, but you're a mother and you, you were, you are a spouse before, but also even after the pregnancy, you, you want to get back to a certain amount of semblance of how you feel about yourself. Right. Uh, at, at the same token with that dynamic, you need time. He needs time. The baby needs time. You have to figure out how can I, how can I divide my time up? Both of us that gives space for each of us to continue those things that we had before. Right. So that goes into on your side, you know, have saying, okay, well, yes, I worked 12 hours, but now I have to put in the extra effort to come home and take the baby away. So to give, give her some time so she can have on her own. Even though it may take a time away from my decompression time, I still have to factor that in because as a woman and as a child, as, as a woman who has, a, who has a, a small child or even children, they never get time to breathe. They don't because you're, you're mom 24-7, 365. They never get time to breathe. And so for the man, he has to acknowledge that and take the time to move, to allow them that time to breathe. So they can get some things so they can get their own space, you know, and be able to breathe a little bit and come back to it and come a little more rejuvenated. That way, what that's going to allow <clears throat> is that time of decompression. Right. We all need that time of decompression to come in and just and just breathe a little bit, sit back and just relax for a minute, you know, gather our bearings and then come back to come back to life as it stands. Because because life is really nonstop. And if we don't give each other that time and space to do so, we don't trade those things off. Like, because there's time where she gives you, where she allows you to do your thing. She doesn't come bother you. She'll make come make you food, aid and assist you. Hey, do your thing. This is for you. Come see me when you're done. Right. That same thing needs to apply to her. Hey, I'll take the baby. Go do your thing. Come see me when you're done. Go hang out. Go come see me when you're done. Because we all need that same. We all need a little bit of re, a little bit of uh, wiggle room, some freedom to be able to decompress 
and be able to come absolutely back. and the toughest the toughest part that like i can speak on myself is like when i have a long day to where i feel like i'm overworked and then we finally meet at the end of both of our long days mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because Shanae, she's been grinding all day and i finally get the opportunity to see her mm-hmm. and i'm missing the old decompression like you right. said and it doesn't it doesn't start there because you know we we still might have bad time with the baby mm-hmm. you know we might have to finish up dinner and you know it probably won't be the same no. and that's the i guess the um the, the i don't i don't think i should say you got to accept it but i think you just have to evolve correct you know you got to evolve with the change in the relationship and um, it seems like both Shanae and myself, we want to still feel those things that we felt before we had Nova. But obviously, it's not going to be exactly the same because there's there's a whole different a whole different person involved in the equation. So it's it's just very interesting because I'm curious to see how people deal with it because I know we're not the only people that do. No, and, no. and you did it. You did it four times. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I know a lot of couples who break up before that baby even turns one. And before I had a child, I didn't understand it. But now that I have a child, I understand how it can put so much strain on your relationship that yeah. you you call it quits. Yeah. But like like I said, it's different for everyone. Like for me, like I was just tired all the time. Nova just started sleeping through the night two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. She's 19 months. So it was a lot of nights of me getting up and then looking Marcus looking for me to have the energy to be the old Malika the next day, which I don't, I just got up three times in one night and still had to deal with a baby all day and have my emotions be controlled by this little human that I just gave birth to. Right. Right. So it's, it's a, it's a, a long road ahead to get it to really, because here's what, here's what we're trying to do. We want we want that old thing back, right? We want, we want that time together back. We want to feel feel what we felt. We want to we want to do what we do when we want to do it. But now that we have a we have a kid there, it changes everything. They're a hundred percent the priority. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we got to figure out a space in between. Like Arizona Ron said, Arizona Ron said, I believe a kid will make and break and or break a relationship because now it is a it is a certain amount of selflessness yeah that's the goal within that you got to understand that now my time is no no it's no longer 50 50 now it's now it's uh now it's 25 25 25 25 right it's all it's cut up into it's shattered into pieces but we still have to make time. We still have to make time to have that what we had, and it's all about scheduling it, and it's all about being cognizant of how the other person feels in those moments. Uh, and you got to be able to come. You got to You got to be able to come home and read the room. Yeah, you got to be able to come home, read the room, acknowledge what's going on, acknowledge how she feels, and then and pick it up. You know, regardless of how you feel, you got to pick it up. And, and run with it, and and the same thing, Malika. You got to be able to read the room too, if if you already know what he looks like when he when he's in a certain certain way, based on how the day went. 
got to be able to read the room too as well. But it, it's harder than Chinese arithmetic. It is. It almost it almost gets to a point to where, you know, one one almost tries to close the other on whose plight was tougher that day. Yeah, and you're never going to win. Exactly, win. And, it's, and that's a pointless argument. You're never going to win. You're not always going to get it right. Look, okay, counsel cases. No, you're never going to win. You're never going to. You're not always going to get it right. And I'm, I'm only speaking from. Yeah, I've got four kids, but there's a there's a ton of shit that I done messed up. Is yeah. I mean there, there was a lot of times uh, we will be celebrating 17 years worth of marriage, right? And it took a very long time to get into a comfortable space where we can say, okay, we're good. Right. Okay. We're good. And that was not, that was not early on. And it was not in the middle. Mm. It was late. It was later on. And and that's why anytime that I talk about relationships and anytime that I talk about um, those type of things, the one thing I always talk about is trust and communication. Yeah. If you don't have absolute trust and you can't speak openly and communicate your feelings effectively, it will always fall apart quicker than a souffle on a Sunday afternoon, mm. the game on, right? So it's going to take time. You're not always going to get it right, but you always got to come back to the, to the main thing, which is, yes, we love each other. And we're going to figure this thing out. Somebody's going to have to be the bigger person at some point. It's going to go back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes it might feel like you're doing it all the time. Sometimes it might feel like they're doing it all the time. You just got to pick and choose your battles and and know that, hey, we're going to do everything we can for our daughter. We're also going to do everything we can for us because we love each other. We believe in what that is going to work, and we're here to see it to the end. So, look, kids, kids throw a huge wrench in the game. What they do is they really make you grow up quick. Yeah, they make you go up quick, and they also make you understand what you have in your partner, right? The reason why they break relationships because you really see what your partners is not only bringing to the table, but what is important to them, and 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 you'll see that as the things go along. And if you say okay, because that's when couples usually say, "All right, this is not what I'm looking for in my partner. This is not what I'm looking for in a relationship or in a in a in a partnership moving forward." Because he didn't see all those things beforehand. Now the kid is here, and now now it's all coming out, coming to fruition. Well, the, the, the toughest part is, you know, when some of those actions occur, if you're not reading the situation correctly, or if you're just going through one of your moments, you know, you tend to get that resentment. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I'm like, all right, babe, let, let, me, let me slow down. You know, let me figure out what I'm doing right now. Because obviously I'm not reading the room or I'm not doing what I need to be doing to help the situation because I don't want my girl to resent me because I'm coming up short on the division of labor with the baby. You know what I'm saying? Or just anything because you feel like, again, oh, well, I did this and I did that. So, like, I deserve this type of time off for time to myself. And it's not that same dynamic. Right. So you just got to roll with it and evolve with it. So And, I, and I'm going to tell you something, okay? I'll give you an example, right? You, you're doing all the things right. You're coming home, you're taking care of the baby. Yeah, you're making time. You might cook dinner. You might do the laundry. You might do all these things where you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. This is Thursday. 
I know it's coming, right? <laughs> I know, I know, I know it's coming. I know we're good on the night, and it just don't happen. Right. Then now you and your feelings. Now you ready to blow the hell up. <laughs> you, ready, you ready to blow the hell up. You ready, you ready to you ready to tear the curtains off, you know, or just run the streets. That's part, that's the she upstairs snoring like thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna it's going to happen. It's gonna be those times, it's gonna be those moments. Because it's never in it. In it. I always say this. Uh, anytime a situation arises where somebody's upset, never really about you. Right. Never really about you. It's always about something else or something going on. Because women are women. They, they're not able to compartment. Most women aren't able to compartmentalize as well as men are. We go home. We go to work. We compartmentalize that stuff at work. We come home and we all, we're already thinking about other things, right? You know, women deal with deal with X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C, and it could still be in their brains even when they get to, even when they get to the bed and it'll affect them in a way that they won't, they don't want to do anything else. So um, it's going to happen. It's going to, it's going to be a part of it. Gotta, you gotta wade the water through it. You really gotta wade the water through it and, and, and pick your spots. Mike says, I agree. You just have to do the best you can do. It is hard, but it can be rewarding and it goes fast. That's the big thing. That is the big oh, thing. Cause yeah. even now, even now, Mike, I see in K Dizzle, I see just in those days when I'm away at work for 12 hours and I get back with Nova and she's doing and saying a whole bunch of new stuff just mm -hmm. after a day. And it's like, you don't want to take this time and just be so frustrated because we're tired. We're working and taking care of her, but this is the only time that we're going to have this experience. So mm -hmm. I definitely don't want to rush, you know, my child out the door you know, to school, to high school already. Like, I want to enjoy this time, but still be able to enjoy my relationship. And, you know, that's why I wanted to come to the All Dressed Up podcast and, and, and talk about it because it's it's a very real topic in my life. Yeah. And I realized that a lot of people have gone through it. Yeah, and I appreciate your vulnerability on sharing because, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad I can speak from a point of experience. And look, I can tell you all the great stuff in the world, but when it hits, it's going to hit like a ton of bricks. And hopefully when it hits, you can think back and say, okay, all right, this is, this is the shit he was talking about. I just got to eat it. And I, you know, I'll figure it out. You know, it's, it's, it's a thing about just figuring out and doing the best you can do. That's, and that's true with everything within life, especially when you're talking about, because you are only doing the best that you can do. Mm -hmm. um, and, you only learn from experience, like we talked about. My youngest now is 13. And now I'm looking at, all right, I don't have kids anymore. I have young teenagers. And so now my my mindset is completely different on how I operate with because I know that now my time, my 100% full time with them, is going to be extremely limited because now in a few years, when they decide to do whatever they want to do, they're going to be out. I'm not going to force them out, but they're going to do their own thing and make the time comes. And all I can do now is just impart as much as I humanly can and just try to make sure that I made the best humans possible in this world. And they and they have enough smarts to make it through without getting, you know, make it make it through life as as best as they can. If that 100%. makes sense. So but yeah, man, look. Um, I love conversations like this because 
It's real world stuff that happens that we're trying to figure out and deal with as as growing people, as growing humans, as adults, um, because we didn't we didn't talk about this stuff. I don't know. There was never a place we can go out and have this outlet and have these conversations. The only time we learned about this is after we had kids. Right. Right. After we had kids and most people, uh, especially if you had kids young. So um, I love that we can share this. We put this out in the world so that people can people can go back and listen to it and actually learn something. Hopefully they share it and teach some other people that and, and enroll from there. So look, um, I knew he was going to go over time because I knew, yeah. you know, we kind of went heavy into it, but I love it. I appreciate your vulnerability again, Malika. I love you sis for coming in and speaking your part on it. And we are going to be um, continuing the conversation. I, th- I know next, next two weeks, next one's going to be lit. Cause that's episode. I That's some crazy stuff going in there, but, um, I love y'all too. Tell them where they can find us. Have hey man, the Instagram channel is popping. It's the All Dressed Up podcast. We're on YouTube and Facebook. Please look us up. Our episodes are live on the first and third Sundays at nine o'clock. We are on Spotify and iTunes and anywhere you can find your podcast for everybody that wants to tell me where we should be. <laughs> Just come get us. Just come check us, man. K Dizzle DC is everywhere. 14th ENT is streaming. He is also on Twitch with some great content coming. The Climbback series is also in full force. I just dropped episode two. Man, we're everywhere, man. We're growing, and it's because of you. We appreciate you guys. We joke a lot, but it is about your support, so stick with us so we can keep it going. Absolutely, man. If you got anything you want to share, any ideas on, on future shows, all just at podcast at gmail.com. Go check out our YouTube channel. It's blowing up. We got over a hundred subs. I'm excited about that. I know people like thousands of all that. We we celebrate the small wins. We're gonna keep pushing, keep rolling, keep making this great content, and most importantly, keep having these captivating conversations with you guys because we do it for you. We love what we do. We appreciate your time because you could be anywhere else. You could be watching that whack ass game right now, but you're here talking <laughs> with us. We love y'all. We'll check y'all in two weeks. Take care. And you know. You know. And they know, and we know, we go all in, we know.